Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. B-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. I didn't even that. First down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. Hello again, everybody. Ed Kraz here, your co-host of Eagles Unfiltered, joined by my friend and colleague, John McMullen. We are with SI.com Eagle Maven. Uh, today at Eagles training camp, it was day 11, and it was the last time the Eagles uh, were going to be in front of us before they play their preseason game on Thursday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. A lot to look forward to with that game. Um, but let's kind of dive in, John, here uh, on uh, what happened today at practice. Uh, some key things happened today. I think injuries are the, are the biggest thing. Three guys had to leave the field. Michael Walker was carted off. He said some kind of foot issue early in camp, kind of worked his way back. Looked like he was in a lot of pain. That one happened right in front of me. I saw him get carted off it. A uh, couple guys had to help him to the cart. Uh, couldn't put any weight on the leg, so maybe it's his foot. Maybe it's something else you don't know. Can't speculate on that early. Andre Dillard had to leave practice. We've been talking about that big left tackle competition. This was a Jordan Mailata day anyway, I believe, uh, day uh, 11, it was 5-5. Five, five. Technically, it should have been Dillard today. Am I wrong on that? No, I think you're right. I think Dillard, because then we lined it up that Mulata would get the start on Thursday. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so it was a, a Dillard day with the first team. So him leaving, I think most people, you and I included, think he's behind in that competition. So this certainly can't help uh, Andre Dillard. And then Kayvon Wallace has been taking first-team reps at safety opposite Anthony Harris. Remember, Rodney McLeod still out on the pup list. Um, Marcus Epps gets his opportunity. So, tough day at, 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 at camp. Only an 80-minute session, and three guys had to leave early. Yeah, and you hope it's not severe, especially for someone like Kayvon Wallace, who obviously last year, as, his, as a rookie, he didn't have the benefit of these preseason games, and Thursday would have been of great value uh, for somebody like him. And listen, we don't know the extent of the injuries. He might be okay. Same with Andre Dillard. But listen, I, we both called this left tackle battle already. Jordan Malata should be the guy. He did step in. He made a nice block. I noticed on Josh Sweat stood him up and, and just held him in his tracks during one uh, team part of the drill. And prior to today's practice, Nick Suriani was asked about the playing time that we can expect to see on uh, from his team on Thursday night, and he said everybody's going to play, right? I mean, that was how I—that was the takeaway I got. Everybody's going to play. How much everybody plays remains to be seen. John, what do you uh, take away from what he said on that? Now you're right. I will say we'll put this caveat on it. Everybody who can play is going to play, and I think anybody who's got any kind of injury, they're probably going to err on the side of caution. If we learned anything about this camp, 
it's they're going to be very very uh cautious to try to get especially the veteran players the over 30 players to week one you know ryan kerrigan decided to have thumb surgery so he's out right. seven to ten days he's definitely not playing right it's a long injury list a lot of these guys will probably be ruled out but what nick said is everybody uh is going to play everybody who is available to him is going to play and that starts with jalen hurts look i think he needs to get at least a quarter of reps this is still a very young a very raw quarterback he needs live reps against a team that he doesn't look at every single day of practice yeah to that point um <clears throat> Uh, Sirianni said that Hertz's uh, participation in Thursday's game will kind of be evaluated in game, series to series. If he comes in and they go three and out, I'm sure he's coming back out. If he comes in and leaves an eight play touchdown drive, that might be all we see from him. Um, something important to note, I think, as far as Hertz goes, is they're not going to show much. This is going to be a no, very vanilla based no. offense on Thursday night because, as Sirianni says, they have a real advantage with Hertz that other teams really don't know how they're going to employ him, what they're going to show. So Sirianni's not going to show anything. So I would caution anybody when they watch that game Thursday night to just kind of take it with a grain of salt, what you see from Hertz in that game. If he struggles, take into account that it's an you know a vanilla yeah. offense. If he has a great game, again, it's a vanilla offense. And one of the things we've seen from him in this camp is his inconsistency, kind of from rep to rep. Um, so I guess if he's able to manufacture a seven or eight play drive and, and put some points up, that would be a very encouraging sign. Yeah, one of the things, and I wrote about it, Nick kind of hinted, this is going to be an RPO offense, mm -hmm. an RPO-driven offense because of what Jalen Hurts does well. Then it's going to shift. If Joe Flacco is forced to play uh, in the regular season, it's going to shift. It's going to shift in the preseason. You're going to see it shift in the game. You know, when Jalen Hurts is in there versus when Joe Flacco and Nick Mullins, because they do different things. Um, and that's one positive I think I see about Nick Sirianni, because let's be honest, as you mentioned, Ed, from play to play, the consistency is not there throwing the football for Jalen Hurts. What he can do is get outside the pocket. He can give defenses really big headaches with that RPO game. But again, the Eagles don't want to throw a lot of that out there. So everybody already has it on film he wants that advantage early in the season yeah it's funny because Sirianni that's led to kind of some contention as to who won each practice or each play because uh Sirianni says that his assistant Tyler Scudder sometimes blows plays dead when Hertz is scrambling and uh you know and Sirianni's like that wouldn't have been a sack not with Jalen's skill set um he can keep plays alive so uh, we're going to see some of that with the Steelers. Steelers are very good defense no matter who they're running out there. First team, second team. I think, you know, they're just a well-coached team. This will be a real yeah. good test for Hurts and for this offense, which really has been, you know, kind of inconsistent to, to be kind during uh, these 11 days of training camp so far. Uh, another thing that came out of today's press conference with Nick was uh, the fact that he's going to be the play caller. We all knew that. Um you know, but he's going to tell Shane Steichen what the play is, and it's going to be Steichen who's going to relay that information into Hertz, probably Flacco and Mullins after Hertz plays. Uh, and, and, and Nick's going to be doing other things. He said he's going to be taking notes. He's going to be involved in other aspects of the game day experience, which I think is a good thing. You know, he's not going to be completely immersed with calling the play, sending it in, and then making sure what that play works. So Now, my concern with that, Ed, really, I'll, I'll just jump in. Can you do that? Yeah. You have to be immersive as a play caller. And that's one of my concerns when I always talk about offensive coaches, defensive coaches, or CEO coaches who kind of oversee the whole thing. 
Nick Sirianni's an offensive coach. He's going to call those offensive plays. It's great to say it. I think he's going to get a little lesson when the real bullets are flying, even in a preseason environment. It's not as easy as he thinks it is. Yeah. Because you got to be thinking two or three plays ahead, uh, and you have to have contingencies in your mind. And if Michael Clay wants to talk about something special teams, you might have to you might have to let somebody else handle yeah, that. put him on hold. But yeah. well, listen, this is a trial run for the head coach too. He's never been a head coach in an NFL game, even though this is a preseason game. He said it's a trial run, and uh, you know that may adjust as <clears throat> this summer goes along before the opener in Atlanta. Um, but right now, this is the way he's going to handle things. Um, he's going to try to be involved in various aspects uh, of of the game while the game is going on. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. We all talk about Hertz and his adjustment, but we did see Hertz play four four starts last year, uh, so we do know a little bit of what Jalen can and can't do. Uh, Nick Sirianni, we have no clue uh, how he's going to handle his timeout situation, the in-game adjustments. It's all going to be kind of a, a must-watch, I think, on Thursday night. You know, he did say something interesting in that Mike McCoy in the past and 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 Frank Reich in the past have let him call some preseason games, so. He's been in this environment when we say first-time play caller. Yeah, he's a first-time play caller. He's at least been given an opportunity to do it in this type of atmosphere, this type of setting. So maybe he's a little ahead of where we think he is because he's got to do it uh, at least on a limited basis. So we can get into a little bit about Thursday night, maybe some things you might want to keep an eye out for. Uh, you know, kind of under the radar stuff for me, what I'd like to see and who I'll be keeping an eye on is someone like an Adrian Killens, who I don't think he has much chance of, of making this roster, but it's interesting that he's a speed guy. This offense craves speed. He's probably the fastest guy on the team. He's up uh, there. Could he, be Jason Huntley. Could be... A yeah. couple, two, three guys, but he's in the conversation. But he's a guy that has shown some pretty good flashes, I think, in camp. So, you know, a guy like him, a guy like Patrick Johnson, you know, the seventh-round pick, who I think is, you know, he seems to be playing more and more of a role as camp has gone on, both as a linebacker and off of the edge as a rusher. Um, I imagine he's going to see plenty of snaps to, to see what he can do. But, you know, those are two guys that just come to mind off the top of my head, sort of under the radar guys that I'll be looking at on Thursday night. John? Offensively, I think Jason Huntley's one of those guys. Yeah. Speed, speed, speed. When you were with Jalen Hurts after practice, I was uh, talking to Jalen Rager in the mix zone. He mentioned that. He said, speed, speed, speed. This is a vertical offense. They want to get guys down the field. From a receiver standpoint, you have Rager, you have Quez Watkins, you have John Hightower. Hightower's probably not going to play because he's banged up, but those guys can all run. Killens, as you mentioned, Huntley can run. Uh, they want to get more speed on the field. You can see that. So that's somebody I'm interested in. And Quez Watkins has had a great camp. I think he should be getting more reps with the first team, to be honest. I think he's at times he's played better than Jalen Rager. At times he's played better than Travis Fulgham. Devontae Smith remains sidelined, so we can't put him in that conversation yet. Defensively, I want to look at that hybrid role. Now, Ryan Kerrigan's out. As we said, thumb surgery going to be out seven to ten days. It's not that serious. You mentioned Patrick Johnson. Joe Oseman yes. is now a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Jannard Avery is a linebacker. Jonathan Gannon's going to have this hybrid rusher role. It's pretty evident. It's probably going to be Ryan Kerrigan, as I said, when the season starts. But I want to see some of these younger guys to see if they could handle 
not only rushing the passer, but also dropping in the coverage. Yeah, and Joe Osman's a great one. I mean, we've seen him line up both that linebacker and on the edge. And uh, another name that jumps to mind for me on defense is Milton Williams, their third-round pick. I mean, we've seen him kind of move all over that defensive front. They had him play an end. In the early days of camp, they've since moved him inside. But he, he can line up at all five spots on that D-line, including right over the center, I think. So, you know, number 93, I believe it is, is Milton Williams. Yeah. Somebody to watch, I think, Thursday night on the defensive side of the ball as well. Um, and you mentioned Watkins. It's funny because we talked to Slay, Darius Slay. Slay, <laughs> as he likes to be called. And we asked him about Watkins, and he, he said, Ugly Quez. He calls him Ugly Quez, which is, which is funny. But, you he know, calls Slay, everybody up. Slay, 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 Slay is a riot. Slay is a riot to have on this team. It was funny when Hertz was up there on the podium today. Um, he was taught, he was giving an answer. Hertz was, and Slay walks into the tent and he says, "Oh, I got to do this. I got to do. It. Yeah, who cares?" Or something like that, right? Or like, I. But by the come way, on. I have never seen Jalen Hertz uh, sort of non-plug. I've never seen him. He's always got that pulse, yeah. steady resting pulse. Darius Slay kind of got to him. Yeah, today. but I, I still think he wasn't really flustered no, he wasn't by that. Flustered. He, he kind of said, he "Take said, my jersey off, Slay," because Slay wears number yeah. two, which Hurts was last year. And, yeah, and, and he said, "I make number two look better than you." Slay was taking some dig, <laughs> you know. But Slay is a great teammate, man. Yeah, he's got this big personality. He's always having fun. He's always screaming, but he always helps the younger players, man. He's out there after practice whether it's Zach McPherson at corner, and that's another guy you should look for uh, yeah. on Thursday night. Number 27. You know, Devontae Smith, even though he's, you know, early in camp when he was healthy, even though he's on the sidelines now, he's always talking to him, trying to make him better. He's a great he's a great teammate. And I don't think people realize that because of the personality, because it can be so overwhelming at times, and he's making fun of people. It's all good natured, though. It's like Lane Johnson with the offensive line. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting, I guess, to, to see that offensive line. We've seen some different uh, shuffled pieces uh, late in camp with Trisco and Sua Opita getting some snaps at the right and left guard spots. Matt Pryor, who Jason Kelsey said the other day, is having a great camp. He, I was surprised by Jason. I'm going to say that. Yeah, it was. Uh, but Pryor's now moved out to tackle after getting reps at guard. Herbig has moved in at center. So we'll see what kind of offensive line combinations Jeff Statlin uh, comes up with to run out there against the Steelers front, which is always a very big challenge no matter who's yeah, on the and field. And by the way, can we talk? I think that's a great matchup. I mean, preseason doesn't matter. We know it's not about winning and losing. We know nobody's game planning. But I do think it's a great matchup for this reason. The Steelers come in, they play a completely different defense. They have that 3-4. They have those weird uh, uh, dominant outside rushers. Now, T.J. Watt's probably not going to be there, probably not going to play. But just the way they play defense versus what the Eagles' offense sees every day from Jonathan Gannon, it's different. And I think different this time of year is good because you can get a better gauge of where you are. Yeah, well, the first preseason game is nearly upon us. You can see John and I are, are shooting this here in the uh, in the shade uh, inside the no or at the Novacare Complex parking lots because it was a hot, oppressive, humid day. But like you mentioned, the 80-minute practice today, yeah, Sirianni has kept them short. I asked Marcus Epps about the benefit to that, and he says he does feel a little fresher. At this stage of camp, I imagine many players feel that way. So we'll see how it all translates and how it all comes out on Thursday night. Preseason game number one, John and I will be there at the link, and we'll have more for you from there. Again, thanks for listening, and uh, keep on reading us at www.eaglemaven.com.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.